góðan daginn. You're listening to the Reykjavík Grapevine. Iceland's foremost English publication on Icelandic news, culture, travel and more. Welcome to Covidcast. My name is Valur Grettisson. I'm an editor-in-chief at Reykjavík Grapevine. And with me is Poppy Askam again. Hello. Hello. Uh, glad to see you. It's nice yeah, to meet likewise. you. Yeah, <laughs> likewise. Uh, it's a lovely day in Iceland right now. It's like uh, it, like the days are getting way longer than before. Uh, it's like the sun is probably setting. It's like it's it's quite late, and uh, and like we have like uh, yeah snow and sun at the same time. It's, it's a lovely weather basically. And although I, we had we had like a we had a, had a storm this weekend and it was a pretty bad one, but uh, it's gonna be much warmer next few days. So it's going, we're going to get the same same like uh, heat as you are. Uh, not the same heat, but the same weather. It's going to be nice as like in the UK. I mean, yeah, it people, feels like summer over here. Yeah, it's pe- crazy. People are going to freak out and want to go out and and uh, do something. <laughs> Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, a lot of things have changed since yesterday. Of course, uh, there are still six that have died from the COVID nineteen. Uh, so we're still in the same numbers, but uh, we got new numbers today that uh, confirmed cases of COVID-19 are now 24 more, which is much lower than we have seen before. So this is this is a good start, and uh, the, the good start this week, and and perhaps like uh, because the gathering ban has now been for what three three weeks, I think. I think uh, it's obviously showing that it's working, I guess. So. Uh, the total number of COVID-19 uh, confirmed cases in Iceland are 1,586. Uh, and yesterday, like, uh, the, like the numbers for today, these 24 confirmed cases, are from uh, 235 samples that uh, our main hospital, Landspitalind, uh, took. Uh, and then the 877 samples that decode genetics uh, uh, examined. He, and we actually have a fantastic interview with Kauri Stefansson, which you wrote, Poppy Askham. Uh, Indeed, yeah. No, very interesting guy. Um, yeah. It's in our newest PDF, which is now available for all our readers. It was only first for the first two days. It was only for our high five uh, club members. Uh, so uh, please read that. It's, it's incredibly interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, we have like uh, of those samples that we took, seventy-one uh, percent of them were already in uh, quarantine, so that's that's pretty good. Uh, but the, the numbers when it comes to the hospital are quite uh, serious. We have thirty-nine people in the hospital, uh, there of thirteen intensive care. So, like, keep in mind, of course, Iceland is so much much uh, smaller than other countries. So, thirty-nine is is uh, is a lot. We only have like. I think uh, slightly over 50 ventilators, uh, so it can't get much worse. And it, so it's like uh, it, it's a uh, yeah, it's probably the same situation as everywhere. But it's it's a uh, doesn't doesn't look good when it comes to the hospital. And the health directory said yesterday that they think that uh, more people are going to die. So we haven't seen the the top of this. Uh, but also interesting because uh, help of decode, of course, and uh, our amazing healthcare workers, they have taken st- like twenty nine thousand samples from Icelanders. That is slightly like under ten percent of the whole nation, which is just absolutely batshit crazy. It's like six or seven millions, I guess, in, in, in the UK, and 
and like I don't know, like it's just ridiculously high numbers. So yeah, and like in the Westfields, they've um, tested forty-five percent of everyone in the Westfields, and yeah, they've tested two thousand people. Yeah, wow, which is yeah. just absolutely amazing that like one yeah. region can have that high level. Like they exactly. said that if you had the same rate of testing in the Westfields as the whole of Iceland, that would be one hundred seventy thousand people. Mm-hmm. So. We have, all in all, we have 4,400 people in quarantine right now. Uh, and also 13,500 have finished their quarantine. Uh, and uh, overall, we have 559 that have uh, recovered from the virus. So, uh, I mean, it, it looks better, definitely, because of this, uh, because of this low, lowering numbers. And, and it feels like we are, uh, like, yeah, it, it, let, let's let's be optimistic, I guess. It's, 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 it feels like it, uh, but uh, this isn't quite over. Uh, we have 26 cruise ships that have cancelled visiting Iceland. Uh, Iceland has expected 189 ships to visit uh, to, to visit uh, the country uh, from March to like uh, September, I guess. So uh, it, it will be interesting to see how this will go with the cruise ships. But yeah. I would not want to be on a cruise ship uh, in the time of, co- of coronavirus. No. <laughs> uh, also, uh, uh, and this is interesting, uh, you wrote about this, right? Uh, the threats of violence recently made against, uh, are like, they call it the, the Holy Tr- Trinity in Iceland. Uh, yeah, so, is, yeah. Um, the three, you're going to have to pronounce the names because I really can't. Yeah, it's Vidi Reynison, he's a chief of police. Alma Möller, which is the Surgeon General, and Thorolfur Guðnason, his head epidemiologist. You have to <laughs> pronounce that for me. Chief epidemiologist. There yes, we go. Between you. us, we've got it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, it's unclear like what exactly the threats were or when they were received, but um, threats of violence have been made against these three public officials. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Vidir talked about it in the press conference yesterday, mm-hmm. and it sort of looks like um, someone... Um, how he, he put it, not politely um, yeah. expressing their sort of criticism. So the police have stepped up the level of um, protection for all mm. three of them, mm. and so they're not take, they're not they don't seem very flustered by it. Um, well, no. video definitely doesn't, but it is quite sobering. But, it's yeah. like yeah, it's like. A- it's, it's a, there's a saying in Iceland, just don't be an idiot. Uh, and it applies here, actually, when it comes to like this. Of course, people have uh, very different feelings about this. A lot, but a lot of criticism about like the closing, why we didn't close the airport sooner, uh, why we haven't closed the schools. We haven't done that yet. They say it doesn't have any effect. Like, it doesn't matter that much when it comes to fighting the virus. Uh, and there are actually uh, data suggesting that that is tr- true. Uh, there was a fine article in Guardian saying this with the research that were, they were, was around this. So it's like um, people have are very strong-minded, and of course, be critical. That's that's, that's brilliant, and 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 we need that. And and journalism and just the, the public dis- discussion needs needs that. But it's if you're going to be rude about it, then you're you're kind of like out of the game again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, threats of violence is taking it a bit far, quite a lot yeah. far. Also, like, why? Like, what are you going to do? Like, beat up a doctor? Like, why? <laughs> yeah, you know, deadly virus isn't enough. We have to have... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, vigilante. So, uh, 
also, like uh, we have the Ministry of Foreign Affairs have expressed uncertainty about the availability of flights to Iceland after April 15th. Could you tell us about this a little bit? You- so, um, last week uh, there was a deal, um, not like, yeah, last week, a deal struck between Iceland Air and um, the government. So, the government's giving them a loan of, I think, 100 million ISK. Mm-hmm. Um, in return, Iceland Air is going to run um, flights uh, at least six a week. Flights yeah. to Stockholm, um, London, and to Stockholm, London, and Boston and back. So mm-hmm. it's sort of repatriation flights for Icelanders abroad. But um, in a statement on the foreign ministry's website, they've said they don't know what's going to happen after April fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Flights aren't going to cease, so they're not looking at closing the borders completely. But it's very likely we'll see a further drop in flights, which given there's, you know, max three flights a day arriving in Iceland at the minute, that's mm. going to be, you know, that virtually anything, nothing um, coming into the country. Does it mean like, are they closing it up completely or is it like, uh, will it be? It won't be closed completely. Like they're, mm. they're being very uncertain about it all, but it's going to become even harder to come home if you're abroad. So yeah, yeah. the government is saying, come home now, come home mm. before next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. because things are going to get worse in terms of air travel. Yeah, exactly. And of course, I mean, we know how the situation is when it comes to flights in, in, the, in the whole world. It's like it's like a distance memory now. It's just like, do you remember when we were actually flying around, just jetting between countries? No. Like, <laughs> those Crazy. were the days. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so much have changed. And yeah, right now we're like, we're not, it's not even given if you can like have uh, any transportation. But of course, transportation when it comes to like... Uh, uh, commodities like uh, food and stuff like this it's, it's, it's been you know, there were reported today that it has been like without a hiccup and we don't need like Icelanders we have a, we're in a very good uh, place when it comes to everything uh, food uh, supplies or whatever so it's like uh, it's, it's quite safe to say at least uh, if, if I'm wrong then, then please do not threaten me with violence <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, to the like uh, the grimmer uh, like side effects of the of this gathering ban, which is domestic violence. Uh, this is interesting because Iceland, of course, we have. Uh, I, I mean, we have one to two murders per year, if if that much. Some years go without murders, actually. Uh, not often though, but we have uh, top like one to two murders. But this time we have now two women uh, in their 60s, like close to the 60s, that have been, uh, that, they, that the police uh, suspected were murdered. Uh, one of, in one case, the, the, the son of the woman is in, in, in detention because he is suspected to have murdered her, stabbed her. Uh, and the other woman, she was uh, possibly strangled by her husband, which is now in, in custody. So this is actually a, a, like a huge concern in Iceland, and they addressed this a uh, few days ago, last week, uh, very strongly. And we're talking about like that people should be very awake about this uh, and call in if they if they if they uh, hear something or see something. And there was a very shocking news in in at Visir today. Uh, our readers know Visir pretty well. It's like a, we often use it. It's, it's like one of the biggest uh, news sites in Iceland. Uh, and there was like a man, uh, like a couple, not far away from me actually, where I live. And they they met this woman crying, and there was a man following her, and he was actually, obviously was in a domestic abuse situation, and the man was uh, arrested, of course. 
Uh, so it's like uh, is 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 getting yeah quite dark and grim. Uh, we have a course like if you're actually watching this and you you know the situation, then uh, our of course first response would be call the police. They can help women in this situation. They can help them to go to the women's shelter, even drive them if they want. Uh, and uh, you also, you if you're confused and need some advice, then uh, the Red Cross have a very good hot, like a. Uh, Helpline called is seventeen seventeen one seven one seven. But how how is the situation like in in the UK? Are are the news of this like this domestic violence and is there any focus on it? I have to say, at the minute, um, I haven't seen much reporting about domestic violence. I think we're so sort of in the eye of the storm in terms of in terms of cases and mm-hmm. um, there's so much going on with the hospitals that it yeah. has. It's been. I think in Iceland we're at a stage where we can still look at things in sort of slow motion almost in comparison with how it's happening in the UK. Exactly. Yeah, it has like uh, domestic violence has actually been like a focus point for for the police in Reykjavik, which is the the largest police uh, like. What do you call it? Like uh, police force. Or, yeah, yeah, police force in in Iceland, uh, and uh, we have had like uh, two women now in like past ten years that have been uh, like five or six, six years. Sorry, uh, that have been like uh, commissioner of police in Iceland, and they have uh, focused a lot on this. So this this they are trying to change this by like because like just fifteen years ago when I was starting like writing about crimes in in media in Iceland. These were, of course, everybody have heard about domestic violence, but you never saw this in court or anything. But now you have many more, much more cases for in court where uh, the men are uh, uh, convicted for for domestic violence. Uh, and so that, that's it's a, it's a like a, it's a positive thing that we actually are noticing and we're thinking about it. I think, <laughs> although uh, we would, of course say just uh, take it easy and just do not hit your wife it's, it's pretty it's, it goes without saying <laughs> yeah. it's just silly to say it i don't know but uh it's not a laughing matter either but uh yeah uh but at least uh, the police in iceland is very uh, aware of it uh so if you're in the situation then uh they will help you if, if you call them and they can get you into to safety uh and to another thing uh and this is this is fun uh it's actually 10 years since the, from the eruption of Eyjafjallajökull. You remember that? Huh? It's like, I mean, I had to study it at school. <laughs> yeah, okay. you had to study it, really? Yeah, I had to study okay. it for my GCSEs. Okay, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, I was actually working as a journalist at Visir, actually, when, when, we, when that happened. And it was like, a, it was a hectic time, of course. It, it stopped the, the air traffic. Then we, then we thought like, oh, it's amazing. Like the air traffic is stopped. <laughs> now it's like, ah, air traffic stopped like for a what, week? I guess not that much. But uh, yeah, it was, it was quite phenomenal uh, also in Iceland. And I also saw it. I, I, I climbed actually the highest peak in Iceland called uh, Kvarnadalsnjúkur. Uh, and I could watch the, the eruption from like probably like 20, 30 kilometers away, but you could see like everything like coming up and like in, in this like in this April weather, you often have like very bright and like very blue mountain um, skies and, and, and very beautiful nature at the same time. So it's a good time to be in Iceland actually, April. It's like, a, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, so yeah. Uh, 
So I think uh, this is, we covered it for a little, uh, well, there is one thing, of course, we have Boris Johnson, of course, in, in what, critical health at... So, yeah, so, so on Sunday he was taken into hospital, which we talked about a bit yesterday, and it, we were told, the um, public was told it was just for tests, he was perfectly fine, mild symptoms, and then um, in the afternoon yesterday, he was moved into intensive care. Um, so we went from thinking he's fine, mild symptoms, yeah. check up to our prime minister is in intensive care, yeah. which is obviously absolutely huge. Like uh, all sympathy to his pregnant partner, to him, like it's really, it's, really it's not, quite something. So how is it like, is he still like um, working? Is he like on things? I mean, how, how is so, the situation? <laughs> who, who is governing basically? So um, he's he's been working from his bed apparently. Hmm. But, um, you know, he spent the night in intensive care. I don't think you can carry on governing a country from intensive care, even if you're Boris Johnson. Oh. <laughs> so um, Do- um, Dominic Raab, our foreign minister, has um, stepped in. He's deputizing. Oh. Okay. Um, but then the man that... Um, so if Dominic Raab gets ill, then Michael Gove is meant to take over. But now Michael okay. Gove's self-isolating. So hey. more Whoa. and more of the government are um, yeah. self-isolating or like our, um, the health minister mm-hmm. has um, tested positive, I'm pretty sure, this yeah. stage. Yeah. So if they're dropping like flies it's um, yeah. really it really it really reminds you like how like uh, how not dangerous but how like how far this virus goes like and it, it's not like it's not only in like i don't know it's not only on the streets it's not only with yeah. the common people it's like it, it it goes literally everywhere and it, it doesn't really matter who or what you are it's gonna get to in one way or another yeah uh, no it's so it, it's, it's like yeah, it, it kind of reminds you like that uh, not, nothing is like safe right now and everybody needs to be careful. And of course, like this gathering ban reminds us that at least when it comes to Iceland, it's, I mean, you you were like a week later than we were, I think, a, few, a little bit later at least. Yeah, so yeah. when I was first in Iceland, it, Iceland was dealing with things much more sort of quickly and then the UK had to sort of catch up and then go way further yeah. than Iceland. So yeah. it's been slow and steady in Iceland, but very rapid here. Yeah, you feel like if everybody go with the gathering ban and respect it, then like it, it actually works. That's that's what I'm like, I've been waiting for that like for a while now. And I I mean, I'm, I'm no scientist, but I'm just been watching the numbers and I see that uh, they are obviously dropping uh, and they have been dropping like uh, last week uh, slightly and then they go up again then they drop again and stuff like this and there are sometimes explanations for this and sometimes not uh, but now like we we are like this this week should be the week that you can see if this this stuff is working or not these these methods which is like unprecedented like in our in our times so it means that uh, this gathering ban if everybody respected uh, it actually works and and numbers goes down and you have like hopefully fewer people with the covid and fewer older people and stuff like this so it feels like yeah it feels like it's it's a, a very effective tool that people should really uh, respect i think the testings as well as the gathering ban i think just the yeah. level of testing has got so much to do with why iceland's very different from the uk i mean yes, it's that's true it's th- like through testing and quarantining it's so much easier to um contain the virus 
but it feels also like that with when it comes to the testing it works uh, for a while like in the beginning it works to like uh, to like uh, slow the spread down somewhat somewhat but uh, after like an, like like now we have that many uh, with covid-19 that we do not know how they got the, it's like the third degree uh, contamination whatever you call it uh, and therefore like that after that testing doesn't really help in the same way hopefully the um, new app will sort of solve a bit of that mystery yeah. that's exactly. a good development yeah this app yeah, of course you have it also in the uk right i mean i uh, know it hasn't been rolled out yet because we're all stuck at home there's not much point um yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so iceland once again has beaten us to it um yeah, yeah. the app but I think, I mean, with the app, I mean, it's even more vital when you when you're in such a big country like like in the in the UK. Like, if it's easy to track your track who you're meeting, like in in Reykjavik, yeah. but it's it's absolutely impossible when you're in London. No, there's uh, no one really knows how many cases there are in the UK. Yeah. Um, the deaths haven't been updated since Sunday, and they're not counting things like nursing home deaths a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah. So uh, we have no idea of any of the scale of our problem, really. Whereas okay. in Iceland, it's very easy, like you say, small country. It's very easy, like the, yeah. the media is keeping track of every single death at, the, at this point, yeah. and the government's doing really well updating figures. Yeah, also like I think actually that uh, like, but the like the secret factor in all of this, which is not so secret actually, is like it's the transparency. I think that's like the like the the ground for the door. It could never be. You could never do all of the other stuff uh, if there wasn't for transparency, because the government are like they are asking people the mass to to trust them in such a drastic way, and if you want trust, you need to show that you're worthy of the trust, you know, uh, and therefore like with the with the, like the doctors that have done this daily press conference since the beginning of March. Uh, and they always answer all of the questions, no matter how silly they are. We even we even have like a small like uh, like a celebrity journalist, which is just an I don't say idiot. He's like I was once worked with him, uh, but he's like he's becoming like a joke, uh, just to be honest about it. Uh, and 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 he because of like this the, the silliness that he's asking. But the beautiful thing is that they always answer. They always try to answer like every silly stuff that comes and like. Should you get a tiger? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like with the tiger. I mean, they have explained this before. Like, what is like, uh, what is the like? Is it likely that the house, like a, a dog or a cat, get the get the infection? Like, no, it happened once. But it, so it, it's an anomaly, basically. So then they ask the same question, like, what are we, what are the tiger? Like, uh, so what about the dogs and cats? Like, it's the same. Just don't get tiger. <laughs> it's, like, it's just an anomaly. <laughs> But yeah, it's like you can find that story actually. Sam O'Donnell wrote that for us. Uh, our 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 I can't say this. The 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 master of virus, the, the doctor. Epidemiologist. There you have it. Uh, he he actually he he he's becoming very humorous in these meetings, and he basically just told people, whatever you do, just don't get tight right now. So. Great anyways, advice. Yeah, <laughs> very very practical one also. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I think this is it. Uh, do you want to add something to it, Poppy? Um, I think we've been pretty comprehensive in our coverage. Okay. Yeah, no, it's looking looking more optimistic. Yeah. That's, that's the takeaway. Definitely. Um, 
We'll see you again, uh, perhaps not tomorrow. Uh, we're going, we're actually going for a trip, like, uh, well, not we. Um, we're going to, our journalist is going to go and check out Gullfoss and Geysir and, and, and like these famous touristic places in Iceland, which are absolutely empty right now. And she's going to do like a short video for you, which will be our probably next COVID cast. Uh, but uh, then, of course, uh, the Easter going to happen. If you believe in God, then go celebrate that. If you don't, then just take out the vacation. <laughs> Eat some chocolate. Eat some chocolate, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, uh, thanks for being with us today uh, and goodbye and see you later.